Today is April 29th, maybe April 30th, maybe April 31st. It depends on when you listen. Maybe I should stop opening up each episode with the date. Don't care. The Yankees just won three in a row, another sweep, nine games in a row, but three games specifically that pertain to this podcast, two series of wins in a row, now 18 and nine on the season. And we're going to talk all about it. Let's talk Yanks. Galore, weekly awards, stat lines, steaming hot takes. Your Yankees news with these two fine dudes. It's time for Talking Yanks. Talking Yanks with old John Boy, John Boy and Jake. Talking Yanks with old John Boy, John Boy and Jake. All right, thanks for chiming in no we're ch- we're the ones chiming you're the ones tuning in thanks for tuning in and listening to talking yanks we got another happy episode here with three more wins feels like a fast turnaround my name is john boy i'm coming to you from northern california i have my co-host jake coming to you from denver we are two transplanted yankee fans originally from connecticut and new jersey area what's up jake james james vincent michael o'brien how are you don't don't be putting my confirmation name on the public airwaves, man. You like that? Now it's out. That used to be your voicemail. So. <laughs> yeah, okay. Don't don't pretend like I put it on the airwaves. Yeah. Um, I'm good, man. Yan- Yankees are playing good baseball. Yankees are on a nine-game win streak, and your reward to me was you, you said, Jake, you can you can do the affordable jerseys ad in your Regis Philbin voice. Yes, I thought it was so, a nice present. When you talk about a nine-game winning streak, now I'm jazzed up. I didn't care too much about that. I mean, the Clint Frazier home run for the Tarpoons today, that'll get you excited. But the affordable jerseys that come out and you Regis Philbin voice, go out and get a jersey. I <laughs> got a little too intense at the end there, but was affordablejerseys.com. They got the jerseys with the names on the back. They're authentic. They got the real. No names. Cool, you've, you've botched it. No names. <laughs> Cool, cool breeze. I've, I've got the, uh, I got the Bernie Williams because that's how Poppy Gordo gets down. I'm probably gonna have to get a Glaber slash Giambi slash so, Teixeira. I don't know if that's a wink, wink, nudge, nudge, or if I'm gonna have to go through the proper channels. But I'll, I'll be getting one. I got the, I, I will say this for, for the potential fans looking to get one. I got a large just because I was getting a little worried about, about my midsection. All that I think water. I'm gonna get the meat. Yeah, this is just water weight. Once the summer comes, boop, gone. I sweat that right uh, off. So yeah, I'm I'm gonna go to the medium. So we'll we'll see how that fits. The large, it's still good jersey size. It's big. It's unbuttoned jersey size is what it is. You wear the undershirt. You get the notorious Didi shirt under the jersey over. You're ready to go. The chest fits you in the large, kinda, but it's really long. And the sleeves kind of dwarf your arms. I noticed that in the video I posted when we were doing the Jeter flip. The sleeves look weird on you. Is this about my body now? No, the sleeves on and your body combo. Right, because I'm I'm short, but I'm thick. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get into games. Go to affordablejerseys.com. <laughs> I think I, I said this to Jake before we started the episode. We're doing series recaps last year we did week recaps so usually we had two series and there was a lot of storylines i much rather do the way we're doing it now with series recaps doing it more often getting to you guys 
more often. But I feel like we don't have much to talk about outside of gameplay. Like usually there's some fun storylines. There's some other stuff. We'll see if we find ourselves going down any deep rabbit holes. I, I think you'll be surprised. I think you're just caught up in euphoria right now. You know, I'll just I'll just MC this whole damn thing. We this is a segment we call swinging bunts. You know, just short little things to get us into the episode. Right. First, Tyler Austin serving his suspension. Yeah, bummer for him. It did come into play. We lost our yes. D it, in the first game. We had to lose our DH because of all the moves and finagling and only having a two man bench. So it did come into play uh, right away, but it didn't really hurt us at all. I think. I think Didi would have sat one of these games. He's played a lot of games, and Boone said he's kind of banged up. They took him out real quick when they went up 10 nothing in that one game, like faster than they took anyone yeah. else out. So I think um, I saw a couple of tweets saying, like, I'm so glad we're not resting guys, like over-resting guys, and we're done with that. I don't think we're done with that. I think the two-man bench forced them to play everyone, which is a good thing. And also, a swinging bunt, I like the consistency of our lineup. And um, with Glaber and Andy Hart raking, it's so much better than when we had, like, sometimes we had Walker playing second. Sometimes we had Tyler Wade playing second. You know, sometimes we had Toe bouncing around. Toe's back to his job as bench man. I know some people think he should be every day. I like him in the bench role, and he will come out of the, off the bench, and he will perform. That's like, we know he can do that. We know he doesn't get cold. So I really like the consistency of the entire lineup, and and Glaber and Anduhar have done that for us. Walker, we can get into Walker later. That's not a swinging bunt. Yeah, that's another thing. And we also we kind of skipped like the actual talk of the games, which I know you don't love doing, but I oh, okay. we, we got to recap them. Okay, so I, I on my like last game recap, I said good series because game one we came from behind to win, right? Yeah, needed one of those. Well, two in a row now because Gary hit the walk-off against the Twins and then hey. that one. Yeah? We're only talking Angels here. Oh, my bad. And then <laughs> second one, we blew him out of the water in two innings, listed Garrett Richards, who I like, but he yeah. just didn't have anything going. And then nah. the third one, we got a little bitty, little bitty lead and said, okay, bullpen, hold it. And then they held it. So three different kinds of wins, all nice, all count the same, all enjoyable to watch. The first game was we came from behind. Sevy labored a little at the end. The bullpen shut it down. I think uh, Gary, Gary walked, and then uh, he got who who uh, Anduar hit a double to move Gary to third or a single or something like that. And then Gardner pinch hit sack fly to tie the game. And then Didi gives us the go ahead in the tenth. Second game we batted around twice, first and second inning. Tanaka breezed through him. And the third game is the CC show, the CC and Gary show. So that's a little re- recap for those who needed the refresher on their brain. Yeah, Angels, Angels score, Jesus, five runs in the three game series. So little little shout out, little early shout out to the pitching. And also that. a shout out to Jesus. First you bring up my confirmation name, now you're bringing yeah. up the Lord's name in vain. So tough for you if. Uh, I don't want to wait in vain for your love. Bob Marley, full circle. I didn't shoot the sheriff. No, I didn't. I shot the sheriff. I I, did shoot the sheriff. I fucking shot that sheriff. Affordable jerseys, no names on the back. Bob Marley shot the sheriff. 
But he didn't confirmed. Shoot. Yeah, confirmed. Okay. Well, it's a gapper. How about a gapper? Clint Frazier, home run. Brendan Drury, a couple more hits down in the AAA. Adam Lind, home run. I thought we were getting Lind to fill in for Austin's suspension. Now that whole situation just seems kind of fucked. Like, Fugazi, like, okay, why did we pick him back up? To, yeah. I, why is it, he in our AA system? It really, it really doesn't add up to me. I mean, unless it was just he was getting no job offers and he wanted to swing the stick a little bit because – We've we've got these upcoming roster concerns, I guess, or concerns sounds too negative. Roster situations, is that is that appropriate? Sure, yeah. Scenarios, situations, yeah. Development. Drury, Drury, the Clint Frazier fans that are out there is Greg Bird supposedly has been taking live BP. I think Tommy Canley. I know the bullpen's less less exciting, and we'll take him back when he's ready. But uh, yeah, there's there's gonna be some decisions that have to be made, and who's gonna be the the odd man out, Jim? Back to you. We can talk about it a little bit because it is like the big hub hub. But like, oh, what's gonna happen when Drury comes back? Uh, I'm not gonna go into it that much because I think it's a draining, dull conversation that you don't know, I don't know, nobody knows. Some people love to speculate. We kind of did a little bit on earlier podcasts, but like, I'd rather just wait for it to come out and find out. I will say this Drury's going to come back up and take a spot soon. My guess is that he takes the eighth bullpen. Like I think AJ Cole goes down, they go back to a seven man pen and four man bench until the, until the next time. This is semantics. I don't think we can just send AJ Cole down. Well then, I think he then David, then Hale or 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 not a job uh, holder. Okay. I think yeah, that I think... eighth bullpen spot gets dropped first. But again, I don't know. And I'm not confident in this prediction, so I don't want people coming back being like, you fucking idiot. Like, yo, I don't know. That's, that's the money point there, Jim, because I've obviously defended Ronald Torres enough. And it was it was kind of funny because I know Michael Kay, I, I forget which game it was, but he kind of he, – he had like a mini conniption – when he they were talking about the roster situation, and he's like, you know, Torres isn't going down. And it's like, well, if you crunch numbers one way, it could be him. You you have a lot of roster flexibility. Nobody knows for sure. The DFA Neil Walker tweets have started coming out. We'll we'll see how it plays out. If you say you know, you're lying. Yes. Oh. Let's do this for a gapper instead. It's a more fun conversation. Um, I really don't. You could go on and on and on about how is this roster going to play out, and it's just all for naught in the end. Boone and his arguing. This is a big thing on Twitter that I got into, Jake. And I I started, and me and the people didn't were like going back and forth. And I can tend to get kind of snarky, which I I wake up the next day and I I don't like myself. So we apologize. We we had a better conversation, but. There's people out there that that Boone needs to show fire. Like Boone needs to argue. I I, I mostly disagree. So the so the situation that weird double play where like uh, Walker hits a home run, which is you know suck it Walker, you did hit a home run, but no one's going to remember that ever or count it, it as a plus in your column because Calhoun made a nice grab. Stan gets doubled off. He does kind of leave like he. It's not like very, very blatant, but the umps got that wrong. Okay, yeah. so this was the whole situation. So then the umps got that wrong. They say that he left early. If that's true, Didi 
run, which was the go-ahead run at the time, I think, or tying run, go-ahead, I think, wouldn't have counted because Didi didn't cross home in time. Also, they were like, did he really rob that or did it hit off the back wall? So Boone admitted in his in his press conference that, one, they have 30 seconds to make this decision. And one was, did he catch that or did he not catch it? Two was, did Didi score in time or did he not score in time? And three was, wait, did he actually tag up? Or was that fine? And by the time they got the three, they ran out of time to challenge it. And the challenge isn't Boone's thing. He's waiting for a guy to tell him, yes or no, don't challenge it. It's not his decision. But Boone said, it's a boundary play, so I should just challenge that right away. And then they look at the entire play. He's like, that's my mistake. And these will happen with a first-time manager. So that's fine. Here's my thing. Everyone's saying, like, Boone should have at least argued and screamed. That doesn't do anything. Yeah. And it's not like Stanton... So, okay, just to jump forward, Boone did go out there and yell at the ump in the third game because he because the ump and CeCe were jawing, and Boone ran out and protected CeCe. So in that situation, he's protecting CeCe with if, like, a player gets ejected and Boone thinks that's bullshit and he goes out and yells at the ump there, I'm all for that. Strike zone situation where a guy thinks he's getting jobbed and Boone goes and yells in there because those are, like, personal protection, like, hey, I got my back. This situation wasn't that for me. It was just overall confusion. Like, everyone was confused, and I don't really blame Boone for kind of being confused. And also, arguing does nothing. They also said Gardner was out in the base paths in the first inning of the third game, and they're like, why didn't Boone argue that? Well, that call can't be replayed. It can't be reviewed, and they're not going to change it. So what's the point of arguing? You're just going to get ejected in the first inning after the first batter? Like, there's no point there. What do you think he needs to argue? There's a couple things at play here. The first thing that we both agreed on before the season is that a new manager has to have their first ejection at some point, which we assumed was going to have happen when the sky was falling and the Yankees were playing 500 baseball for two weeks. Yeah. But that didn't happen. But so that's, some, that, that, some people might still be craving that. That's also kind of like why they wanted Boone and took away Girardi because Girardi, they said, managed like every game was game seven, so tense and tight, and they wanted Boone to be relaxed and calm. Yeah, and he's a he's a SoCal boy. He's 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 a laid back, fun dude. We too like the manager getting his first ejection. We're wondering if if you size that up on a certain day or if you just see something and snap. So that play, so the original play we're talking about, the robbed home run, is it, things start to turn into a priority checklist, like you mentioned. But the thing that I would add to your your spiel there was that. The run scores <laughs> yeah. because because that's also the, – the play is controversial from the Angels' side as well. Yeah. They didn't want the run to score. So, okay, if you want to get mad at Boone for not getting more mad, whoa, they're just listening to that sentence. Not, not good. But, I mean, talking to Angels is doing a whole segment right now. Should, should Sosha have done more? This and the, the, oh, little this, that, and the other. Snuck out. It's <laughs> – I mean, only, like you said, only so much is going to happen there. I guess the boundary rule part of it is interesting that Booniel, in, in his head now, he's just going to think boundary rule, go for it, and that's fine. But like I just said, Talking Angels is having a discussion right now. Should Sosha have done more? Should he have gotten the boot? So you can't get mad at that. At the same time, tonight with CeCe, hey, is it Angel Hernandez? Yeah. You can say on hell if you want to be cool. That's well. That's what I 
does he go by Angel? I'm blanking right now. I think he goes by Angel, right? Yeah, I think he's Angel. Yeah. He's pretty – he's climbing up my least favorite umpire lists, as he is with a lot of people. But, yeah, he – Boone, Boone exec, executed perfectly tonight, unless you, you're one of the people that want to see him have his first ejection. And that <laughs> – the way CeCe made it look – looked like Angel Hernandez started shit with him because CeCe said, hey, don't talk to me. And then Boone got out there, got in the middle of it, and I think they have him quoted as "Don't talk to my players" or something like that. You know, and I know umpires making themselves the focal point is something that you love. Yeah. So, so Cece yelled something like, "That was an out strike or something." But Cece has said on our two C two podcast, like, "Hey, if I'm not allowed to yell at you and make a scene, like if like you're saying, if I was to walk towards you and talk to you, you'd eject right. me. So don't walk towards me and talk to me." That's Cece's. He's made that point before, and that's what happened. And Boone shot out there with a finger right yeah. on Hal's face, and then and then he had to do the interview on ESPN like right afterwards. And they're like, "Hey, what was that about Boone?" And like, "Okay, here comes a real honest answer." <laughs> Boone was like, "Yeah, oh, on on Angel was asking about replay, uh, but I thought he was yelling at Cece." Like, "Okay, Boone, like we know, I know you have to lie. That's why those interviews are dumb. They're frugazi. They're fake. Ha- handled pretty atrocious." atrociously by the worldwide leader in sports there espn's best teaser segment that they've done in a while but they had no idea they were doing it the where okay the inning ends oh and there's a a six eight three hundred pound man screaming at the umpire and cut to commercial it's like what (laughs) and then they come back and they're like yeah there was a little something there boonie what happened Dude, come on! They're really bad. So we were talk, I was talking on Twitter. I don't like hate Jessica Mendoza. I made fun of her today because she was talking about CC that he does prep and watches game film. And the weird thing is, he doesn't watch highlights. He just likes watching game film, like right. a full at bat instead of okay, let's watch this pitch. Let's watch this pitch, which is different. But she was like, and he just watches all the film, and then he remembers it. He remembers what guys do. Yeah. Like, hey, Jessica Mendoza, that's what's been happening for, since the end of time. Since VHS tapes existed, people have been watching game film and yeah. memorizing it. So I sent some tweets, and people were like, stop making fun of her. I don't hate the booth that much. Vescarian's pretty good. I hate the production that ESPN does. And we just saw Yes Network, yeah. FS1, ESPN. Obviously, we're gonna like Yes Network the best because they're at home. But they actually are really good with like, okay, here's the replay of that pitch, like right away. Here's the replay of that right away. ESPN showed no replays. They show weird ass angles, like uh, when Pools hit that one that looked like it was going out. They showed the behind the camera angle, and then like you said, like there's action happening and they just cut away. They're bad. It's a bad production. No, no personal qualms with Mendoza or even A Rod. I was complaining to you about A Rod. Just because for me, it's so funny. And we, we talked about it on our podcast with Ryan Rocco. 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 How they had A-Rod on and they told him like, A-Rod, it's cool. This is a podcast. You can swear. And A-Rod's brain just, something's always just the twinge off. So he comes on that podcast and lets out six F-bombs right off the bat. Like A-Rod, when he's, just naturally not thinking and like doing things. He's incredible at a lot of things. I think he's an incredible, he was an amazing baseball player. I think he has a good business acumen at this point, but when he, 
And I think preparation is something that makes him great when it comes to yeah. baseball and things like that. But when he thinks about it, it's a trip. He tried to get out some one liner tonight and he just tripped all over himself. Cause you could tell that he's, he was thinking like, Oh, this is such a money line. Like I've got three sentences lined up. They all feed off each other and this is going to be good. And by the end, he like, stumbled out of it and was about to give an apology <laughs> he's he's a uh, i love a i think he's got great insight i like like hearing things he has to say that booth doesn't have a great flow to it um yeah like they and whatever i don't really care that much but i, I hate the sunday night games because you have to wait all the way sunday night and we got to wait all the way to the podcast i got to edit it let's move on to let's should we just on. should we go to awards should we shout out uh the barbershop in Highland Park again uh like to. Rutgers Rutgers barbershop it's on Raritan Ave I think it's Rutgers barbershop if you go in there and say talking Yanks sent you you get five dollars off your haircut and also they may be playing talking Yanks over the loudspeakers friendly nice barbershop they're gonna talk Yanks with you. And you're going to enjoy it, and you're going to get a super nice haircut. They might even shave something into the back of your head. One of our listeners' sons, one of our listeners' sons has the Yankees in the back of his head. Talking Yanks with old John Boy. Hey, big stinky cheese. We've won nine straight games. Boom, roasted. Boom, roasted. Everyone on Periscope was like, yeah, but it's going to be a big test. Next couple weeks, we got Houston, we got the Red Sox, we got blah, blah. I was like, yeah, going to be a big fucking text for Houston and the Red Sox. Boom. Wow. They got to play the hottest team in baseball. I could see us losing a game in May. <laughs> hate, hate to go to negative town, but. Uh, go fuck yourself. Yeah, sure. I like to point out that while the Bats did win game two, our pitching was very good this series. Pitching was very good. Our worst, why, why you, our worst why starter. Why don't you segue into our awards? Our, okay, all right. Well, you get to go first. You like that? Let's go. No, man. You go first. No, you... I feel like I've been going first all the time. No, you went first. I went first last week. Last week? Don't I, there's You're missing the episode in the middle, I think. Okay. One of us went first, and that's a known fact. You go first. Because that was the whole point of the segue. Okay, I'll go first. My pride of the Yankees... Is a big Did you look it up and you're supposed to go first? Because I think you're I, supposed to go I, first. I looked it up and you, I gave Gary Sanchez first last week and then you gave Glaber Torres. So you go first. Boom roasted, dummy. Last episode? Last episode. I gave Gary Sanchez and then you gave Glaber Torres, which was <sighs> dropped a bomb mm-hmm. on me. You just don't want to go first because you haven't picked a pride of the Yankees yet. I can see it in your eyes. <laughs> you don't think I've picked a pride of the Yankees. You haven't. You just searched around. No, I did. So here is here is my problem. Because we both want to pick the same Pride of the Yankees, so I passed on it. There's two guys I wanted to pick, and they're both your guys. That's fine. Uh, God, what a nightmare. So who are you I give- hate this show. I hate this show. <laughs> who are you giving your pride to, Tanaka or Gary? <laughs> I know. I'm going to give it to Tit. Come on, this is big. We got a guy that keeps track of him now. Let's let's see. Give, Wait, time out. I'm gonna give. Let's see if Tanaka's won one yet. No, dude, that's not how this works. Because that just that influences who we pick. Okay. My pride of the Yankees is Masahiro Tanaka. Boom. He hasn't won a pride of the Yankees yet this year, and but you did give why. him. You did give him motherfucker one, so this balances out. And that that shows my mood swings with him, and it shows because I'm a big picture guy. You're just a big dumb idiot. 
I'm a big picture. And so was Gary Sanchez's homer tonight huge? Absolutely. Even the way he hit it was huge. <laughs> but as we see on Twitter all day, people get worried about this Yankee staff for essentially not a full reason if everybody's right. And Severino is Severino is a bona fide ace. I'm done saying that. I'm I'm not even going to reference it as that anymore. If you don't know, now you know. Bleep. Wow. Um, but Masahiro Tanaka, six innings pitched, two hits, uh, one earned run, nine strikeouts. He had he had that good good stuff. Sevy's doing a stuff. Tanaka can bust out the a stuff and arguably get there. Um, he he was for like two two seasons ago for three seasons. That's a that's a Jimmy phrase I could see you liking. But uh, yeah, it was it was the day the offense raked, so it got overlooked a little bit. But um, again, big picture Yankees trying to get where they're going. Tanaka Tanaka needs to do that. And it was it wasn't just a you know six innings pitched. It wasn't a Gumby start. It wasn't six innings pitched, three earned runs, five Ks. He he was doing them dirty out there. I thought we decided that just because we're propping one guy up, we don't need to say negative things about another guy. Oh, I didn't. I didn't say anything. Um, but I think that this could even segue into your pride of the Yankees, just keeping the segues going. No, I want to talk about Tanaka a little bit. I don't think the people want to hear you talk about Tanaka. <laughs> I love Tanaka. Talk about Tanaka. Did you see when he walked Maldonado? He had a no-hitter going, but he walked Maldonado, who's 0 for his last yeah. 30, how mad he was at himself. Yeah, that, love that. That shit cracks me up. In his last 136 innings, Jake, so it's from June okay. 23rd last year, which is after he r- ruined his atrociousness, okay? Like he right. was atrocious. Right. Is this including playoffs, James? I think so, yeah. Okay. 22 starts. Sure. 3.7 ERA. Yeah. Pretty good. 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 You and I still expect more, but that's that's better than the haters on Twitter would Well, say. yes, that's not like 3.7 isn't anything you're writing home about. Right. Uh, definitely he's not. He's pretty upset. He doesn't even let his dad see that scorecard. There's right. absolutely no way. But people act like he's straight up like flip of a coin. He's not. He's much he's a lot more good than bad. But there is the bad start here and there, even in that good stretch. But it's not like a 50-50 with Tanaka. Can I give some love to someone we never give love to on the podcast? You? Well, no, I give myself love every podcast. Are okay. You me? All right. Uh, Larry Rothschild, the pitching coach. Oh, uh, that's a tough – people love to hate him. They think he's terrible, so. I know it's, it's, it's an easy scapegoat. Dude, just think about the different meetings he has to go into. He sits down with CC and CC's just like, dude, I've, <laughs> I'm doing this and I'm better than you were <laughs> next. Like he talks to Dylan Batances. It's just all psychosis. Chad Green is all critters. <laughs> you know, Tanaka. Tanaka's all pissed off. I mean, just it, Jordan Montgomery. We've said things about his personality that I'm afraid to say now because I, I don't want you thinking I'm stepping on his heart, calling him a big goofball. Yeah, it's pretty dumb. See? Wow. Did you hear put, him call put, put that in quotes. John Boy calls Gumby dumb. Done that a lot. Did did you hear Tag that? Him. Did you hear Jordan Montgomery called Dellen Batansis the dog? Yes. He actually went on to say the dog pitched great. D. Like the dog, comma D. D dog. 
We Doc Gavadee is great. Yeah, now that's, that's a great nickname. That's what he did. Well, the, that, when they did Players Weekend and we reviewed the jerseys and the nicknames last yeah. year, we saw that Patances was D Dog, and I think your exact quote was something that no one's ever called him. Right. Turns out, big goofy cornball Southern Gumby is out there like calling him the Dog D. The Dog. Yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm hoping there's like a Game of Thrones twist between that and the Hound and something. I don't know, but pretty weird. I think it's just brutal. <laughs> but shout out to Larry Roth. Larry Rothschild's day to day is talking to those guys about different things. So shout out to. Him. I don't think you're allowed to get mad at pitching coaches and hitting coaches and blame them. I think like that's like way too many rungs down. Like who cares? What I don't care. I don't think those guys have that much of an effect. Larry Rothschild does. He changed the whole way they pitch. The Yankees don't throw fastballs. Like, that's their whole philosophy that Larry right. Rothschild or, or someone, analytics team maybe, implemented. Whatever. But Tanaka's been really good. Two really good games in a row. So let's hope he keeps with more really good games. I love watching him here, on the mound, man. Here comes the real pride of the Yankees. I wanted them bad this week. My, Especially if I was going first. I thought you were going first. Otherwise, I would have taken them. My pride of the Yankees goes to another man who I love on the mound, a big 300 tub of happy and then angry CC Sabathia. This yeah. dude's been dominating, man, like in the weirdest way. He just knows how to pitch. So he goes out there today and gives up one earned run over seven innings, which last podcast I said I don't think we see him in the seventh inning or past 80 pitches, so I'm, I'm a big – I'm as dumb as Jordan Montgomery right now. You're an idiot. I, I was really shocked that they sent him back out there, but it was smart because it was the bottom of the lineup, and then Chad got Trout, Pujols, all those guys upped into the beginning of the lineup. CC started four games now. The distance isn't always great, um, but he has a 1.86 ERA. And, or no, five games now. And the last one, one, seven, one ERA, one, seven, one ERA. And he's, he's, he's allowed three unearned runs. And today's today's run or um, Sunday's run was a ball that like a dribbler that because of the shift and because CC doesn't field his position, they didn't get him. And then the run scored in the end because CC spiked a change up 50 feet, which Gary had no chance to block that one really. So yeah, guys, Guys, really, I, I know that um, that stat's coming out a ton now that he has the second lowest exit velocity, exit velo. I, in in old school baseball, three years ago, we'd just be saying, yeah, he jammed a bunch of guys tonight. And there, it was off the end of the battle line. Yeah, they <laughs> so, couldn't square him yeah. up. Those those are old, old age advanced stats. No, he's cool. He's fun to watch pitch, man. That backdoor slider he has where he can place it right on the edge. Like it's unhittable. Yeah. It's like outside, outside, you're out. And then he was he's, going up the ladder a couple. CC's a lot of fun to watch. He's playing wiffle ball out there. Calling people fucking bitches and shit like that. Swearing at everyone. <laughs> bad dude. Like a friendly, bad dude. The friendliest shit talker. But and, and what was, did you hear, they busted out some stat about him that he hasn't, he hasn't lost a game in 22 starts. That can't be right. I'm making that up. Jake, that he's the, that they said right. they said he's done something in his last 22 starts that was very impressive so i guess maybe i can look that up and try to figure out what the real stat would be but okay well that would be better than not knowing it 
let's see. So he's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. So maybe in his last 12 starts, he hasn't lost. Still good. Still good. So CC Sabathia is my pride of the Yankees. It's always weird giving it to one starting pitcher. And I will say this this series, we had Sevy, Tanaka, CC, and Sevy was the worst pitch starting pitching performance of the three, which you would not guess. And it's not like he had a bad performance, but he had the worst of the three. And they pulled Tanaka early because it was eleven to one. He could have went yeah. more innings. Which do you? What are your thoughts on that? Because I heard someone say it was pussification of baseball. I was like, dude, I think that's pretty smart. Like, why? Yeah, why get an extra inning when we have AJ Cole, who we're dying to see? Yeah. Tanaka gets out there. I, I. This is where Boone's one-liner that he's been saying a ton of is, you know, if. He, he was talking about the starters and the re- relievers where, hey, if one person's already had a good day, let's bring in the reliever so he has a good day. And I'm thinking, well, that's going to burn him when you pull the starter with two guys on base and the reliever gives up those runs and they both have a bad day. But either way, um, Tanaka had a good day. What, what's the best case scenario? He saves A.J. Cole an inning? You know, yeah. there's, there's no true reward there. Yep, so I'm all for it. Okay. Sorry, so, sorry you didn't get the extra K in your fantasy matchup this week. I have Tanaka. I have almost every Yankee now in fantasy. You're in my league. Yeah. How are you doing? I know. Uh, I got my first win this week. My team was playing, like, atrocious. Plus, I wasn't being a great manager just because I had, like, weddings in Mexico and stuff. Weddings yeah. in Mexico. That's going to be the name of your autobiography. Actually, no. Tell people the name of your autobiography. Putting from the Rough, the Jake Storielli story. That's good. I can't wait to write. I can't wait to ghostwrite that for you. Yeah, because it's it's kind of symbolic. Like, there's a time and a purpose that you should do that in golf, but it's very rare, and it's just two things that shouldn't really be combined, and that's my life. Well, so should mine be um, slapping it with the six iron? Should that be my autobiography type? That's how I play golf. Yeah, uh, we'll find something else for you. I can't do the floaty shots, so I just take my six. And I just skip it like I'm skipping rocks over a pond with my six iron because I play I played hockey growing up and that's all I know how to do is just hit balls hard and straight. Yeah, that's half the battle to be honest with you. So yeah. talking golf, we didn't talk golf enough. We'll get it more into golf later. We got uh, your uh, yeah. uh, Yankee mother bugger, and I don't know who it is. Yankee so I'm excited. Someone asked on Periscope and how come also- you don't swear. They thought maybe you grew up really religious. No, 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 no. I um, you just you never know who your who your content's going to. You know, you you and me had this original discussion when we started doing this, and you you basically said the same thing. And I was like, well, you know, I like like to appeal to a broad crowd, and that that offends some people. I don't like stepping on toes, man. I don't like people that get offended by words. Although I do try to tone down the f word a little bit because my grandma doesn't like it. But we have a segment called the Yankee Motherfucker, so that's tough. But once the Yankees, the Yankees, the Yankees. The Yankees. Advertised and pushed out the R2C2 podcast that had A-Rod saying fuck a million times, I was like, okay, I think we're moving to a place in society where it's okay if we swear every now and then. Yeah, and so many people listen to Barstool stuff. Like, yeah, I don't I don't I don't hate it and I still let a couple loose, but I don't Hard, hard push it. I told, I told them you were an altar boy and an L7 weenie. Nope. Well, insert joke here. Um, my Yankee MFer. Yeah. Um, excuse, I can curse. My Yankee mother fluffer. Oh, Jake, the kids. 
So I'm, again, nine-game win streak. So, and you know what? I'm, I'm going to do this, and there will be a spin, a little curveball at the end. I'm going to pick Brett Gardner. Why? Yeah. Why? Oh, that hurts. Because he didn't have a hit all series? Because he didn't have a hit. Um, he had a game-tying had- RBI. No one else did. <laughs> had a game-tying RBI, and he played solid, good, excuse me, good defense in left field. But this is the curveball twist. If he does more things like that, people are going to start screaming for Clint Frazier, and I can't really have that. So Yeah, right. So that's more of a – it's more of a backhanded shot at Frazier, and you have to point at someone. And I think you're going to point at the other – guy that's going to be pointing at so i'm just i'm just serving all the awards for you you don't know i'm just you don't know i'm just (laughs) okay adam sandler you don't know who my motherfucker's going to you never know but can we talk about gardner can you do you want to know his on base percentage when he's the first batter of the game this season uh 450 455 his first his on base percentage when he's the first batter of the inning 900 468 Okay. His batting average when he's leading off the game is 368, and his batting average when he's leading off the inning is 342. How bad must his other numbers be? Because I think his batting average is like 215 yeah. on the season. So maybe he needs to take – like today, he didn't get a hit in the Sunday game, but he had a seven-pitch or eight-pitch – I think it was a nine-pitch. I think at, it was nine. I think it was a nine-pitch at bat to open up the game, which is like really good. So he does – he's still doing those things, but he didn't get a hit all series. But then he – gets a pinch hit sack fly do you know that first game every run we had sack three, fly. three runs were on sack flies i'm pretty sure that's yep. really good yeah yeah but he's batting he's batting 217 guardy on the air he's a streaky dude so if we're doing good in april and he's off that means he's going to be on next month he's always been like an every other month type player i mean gene carlo yeah and and he is still like scoring a good amount of runs and doing the good leadoff stuff. You know what's upsetting me, Jake? People didn't listen to the show enough last week. Like all the people that don't listen to the show didn't listen because I gave Giancarlo, hey, you're actually doing pretty good award. And people are still acting like he's in a huge slump. Gotta listen. Gotta listen. Like Giancarlo's fine. What did he do this series? He he's uh, not he's not hitting three a ton. For, three for thirteen. He had a couple walks, two runs. But every, okay. not a, not Don't, a lot of nobody had impressive stats this series really, and I think I was going to give our shout out to uh, our stats spreadsheet, which which came to life last week. Yeah. Um, the pitching stats got added this week. Yeah. I'm so I've I've got big news for you, and I mean this is me or the listeners? when I say when I say big news to you, Jimmy. Yeah, okay, me. It's it's a shot at your family. Oh, nice. Cool. This will be fun. The stat sheet is my number one favorite intern so far for Talking Eggs. It's me. Yeah. Well, no, it's a stat sheet. You're acting. I'm the I one that part. Did... I, did, I did part of it last time. So it's just kind of, it's kind of, it's in my head, it's its own entity. And I've placed it in the intern column and it's the number one intern. So you're taking away work that I do, putting it yes. in the intern column. And work that I do. But you didn't do it this series. I did it. I did the four-game series. You did one game of the four-game series. There's been seven games. 
you did one of them, I've done six. You're giving yourself credit for doing some of it, and you're giving me credit for doing none of it, but the stat <laughs> the intern column gets it. Number one intern, stat sheet. Number two intern, your brother puke. Okay, that's fine. The stat sheet is good. We're, we're, we know more now because I keep an up-to-date stat sheet, except I still we, hate it because I don't have we, – We in the intern keep an up-to-date stat sheet. <laughs> yes. Okay, great. All right, you ready for my motherfucker? Yes. My motherfucker for this week of the last week of April versus the Anaheim Angels goes to boom, 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 Tyler Austin. Oh, go GFY, dude. Dude got suspended, missed the week when he's in the middle of like the hottest tear he's ever had in MLB. Just yeah, come on, dude. Don't tease us with all your good shit. Home runs, home runs, home runs. You're starting to play good defense, starting to take walks, and then now you're suspended. I don't care that it was a really cool reason, and I liked you for getting in the fight. You gave him an award for it. Yeah. Most. So now, I, dude, you you've got me all sorts of flustered right now. This is worse than my intern list. <laughs> no, Tyler Austin. I don't want to watch Neil Walker. I want to watch you. So don't be suspended. I don't want to have a two man bench. I want to have more people on the bench. So don't be suspended. Also. We won. We've won nine games in a row. So I don't want to give a real motherfucker out to anyone. I I don't want to hate. I don't want to hate on Neil because he did like put one to the warning track and one over the fence, and we didn't lose. He didn't hurt us. He just didn't really help. But no one had good offensive games. So I'm just it's Neil, my reach round. Neil Walker was so close to having a two home run series. <laughs> yeah, I know. Instead, nothing. Yeah. Oh. And then, he got a hold of another one today that was right at Pujols, and they threw out the lead runner, and it's just like, dude, I don't know anymore, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he actually looked really good at the plate this series, I thought. Yeah. Um. So I gave out the award called the guy with the least amount of testicles but the most amount of balls award Right. a couple weeks ago to Tyler Austin. This dude on Twitter quote tweeted our awards and was like, how could you laugh at testicular cancer? People suffer from that as if no, as if, yeah, no one's ever, it's cancer, dude. Of course people suffer. So I just responded to him. Like I said, I said his, he had testicular cancer. The name of his brand is ball out. And I gave him the most balls on the team award. Stop trying to vilify harmless jokes. That dude, he's actually this really like really religious dude who said, if you're not, Christian, you're going to go to hell and all that stuff. So he's kind of a bad, he's a bad guy actually, but he, he immediately undid his tweet that was calling me out for being mean and then retweeted Tyler Austin's balls out charity link. So if so facto, I just got, I just spread awareness for the balls out charity by using this pawn of a demon Christian, a demon super religious guy to do it. So I'm the best ever. That guy's terrible. What was the phrase you just said about vilifying innocent jokes? Don't vilify harmless jokes. Did you see, did you see the the thing on Twitter this weekend? I'm dude, I'm pretty out of touch. I've you know it, but like I'm it's I'm hitting like Tony Kornheiser level. Did you see the girl that wore like the the oriental type prom dress and it like blew up on the internet? No, but I'm going to look it up right now. Look it up right now. So this cute girl wore this to prom, and it's like the traditional, well, we can say Asian garb. And I guess part of its symbolicness is that it 
they couldn't wear it during a press time. So when they wear it now, it's a, I, I don't know, showing off how the Asian heritage is developed. And again, <laughs> if I'm stepping on anyone's toes, I feel sorry, but this is super innocent. But like she posted that and then some Asian guy posted something about how offensive it was to their people. And then like, and then luckily Twitter kind of came back and was like, Hey man, I think this is just a girl wearing a dress that she thought was pretty to prom. So maybe let's not vilify her for that. So I don't know. Look, look into it. You're, you're kind of my resource on these kind of things. Have I'm you looking, seen it? Yeah, I'm looking into it. And my first thought is not about her dress, but she's, in, whoa, oh my God. This was weird. As I was flipping through the photos, I was going to make a crude, not a crude remark, but a remark about her, her figure that might be bad because she could be like 17. And then right. I flipped through and the last picture is like her face staring directly into the lens of the camera. So staring into my face as I was about to talk about her ass. That's not good. Anyway, yeah. that that dress is just a dress. Yeah, but I mean, it is. It's an Asian dress. I don't think I don't. I think I don't think you can use the word Oriental. I don't know, man. See, that's where I'm. I'm out of touch, and that's where I. I don't know where the lines are anymore because it's kind of the nowadays world. I don't know. I think we're pretty too far deep in this, but no. But that is like a thing. People try to vilify harmless jokes. Like, dude, you know it's a joke. You know I'm not meaning anything vulgar by it or, like, offensive. So quit trying to get me in trouble for something you know I said in jest. It's so annoying. So this guy did – and someone did it to me today when I said Mendoza. I said, like, Mendoza just acted like CC is an autistic savant because he remembers the scouting reports. And somebody was like, she didn't say that. You just said that. And I said, yes. I made a – drastic comparison for the use of humor. He was like, yeah, I'm sick of it. And I'm like, she said something pretty ridiculous. I think we can make jokes about it. He's like, okie dokie. Yeah, everyone, like, if you know someone's joking, you you can't get mad at them because they're right. joking. It's a whole idea of a joke. The whole idea of a joke is to make light of something serious. Yeah. Like, no one jokes about light stuff so what was that talking jokes talking religion talking <laughs> talking testicular talking, cancer talking talking pc culture i don't know and i'm talking prom dresses a little bit and i am not like i'm usually pretty on the pc side like i'm not like oh pussification of america blah blah like i'm usually like nah that's actually offensive but I'll, some things aren't i'll give the final talking yanks answer to for the prom dress girl because she's probably listening yes and it's, hey, we support you, do you. That's if she's age 17. If she's age 18, hey, you're kind of cute. How about that? If she's age 18, I can tell you exactly why she wore this dress. She tried it on and said, oh, my ass looks great. (laughs) (laughs) There was no other thought besides, oh, my ass looks great, and also this is some Asian culture dress that I'm going to now – be mean pretty too. ballsy for a prom dress like that's she looks good in it let's <laughs> dude <laughs> I think we got to move on with it the looks work. like a bunch of girls went to prom and then a model went with them <laughs> that's probably also got attention which is more more pc stuff i don't know man how did let's... you like prom oh i enjoyed prom i was i was class president so i always had to go like early and set up so i never like got crazy at prom or did anything like that really can we tell people how you got voted class president i think so as long as it's the story i think it is 
like it was incredibly rigged. I voted for you like 20 times. I mean, incredibly rigged is a loose term. So, all right, I'll tell the story quick and then we got to move on to awards. So we do our, you know, president, vice president, secretary, treasurer stuff in high school. And we do it in an auditorium. Everyone has to give like a one minute elevator speech of why they should be good. I give a speech that's just a low level, like, hey, I could really use this to get into college. And I, I don't know, more chicken McNuggets if I can pull that. But I don't think I can. And so our class was like 200, 300 people, something like that. And so they printed probably 500, 600 ballots and they just passed them out to the kids in the auditorium. Bunch of 13, 14 year olds. <laughs> assume, assuming the 14 year olds would, oh, just take one and pass it on. So a lot of people did vote numerous times. We had a tie at vice president because that was the only vote that didn't have a clear winner. So there was a clear winner. Yeah. And I, we have to assume that the other candidates got their extra votes too. So I didn't vote okay. for anyone for anything, but I voted you for president 20 times. Also, how crazy is it that at 14 that Dude, now you're making me sad cuz I know Pat Hapkin voted like 20 times too. Yeah, so I was next I to my, Pat. Now I think my whole life's a farce. Oh, so maybe your guys is a joint thing. Okay, I'm still good. Everyone I, I in my area? Life. Dude, I didn't know who you were. Don't I was say everyone. Don't <laughs> say everyone. <laughs> I was 2 weeks into school. I had no I was new kid. I had no idea who you were. People were just no, like No, dude, we had the vote sophomore year. So now you're a liar and Oh, okay, then I did. But here's the thing. You were 15 years old, 14 Handsome. maybe. And Strong. it was a rigged election that made you president sophomore year, which they never reelected junior year, senior year, and yeah. then cuts to 10 years later. Now, because of this incredibly rigged election, when you were 15 years old, you have to plan the 10 year reunion. That's some crazy politics. Talking politics, talking culture, talking everything tonight. My prom was, was all right. We were supposed to get these limos. They didn't show up because the girl that did it ordered them from Southern California, and we were in Northern California. So they were like, oh, yeah, we're like eight hours away still. And I was like, oh, that's dumb. So our parents just drove us in SUVs. David, my friend David's limo, and Brad, they were in two separate limos. They crashed into each other on the highway. <laughs> it's pretty wild. <laughs> pretty wild. All right, back to awards. Your first award. Wow. That was – whew. My first award goes to the – Oh, yeah, he was on the 2018 Yankees. It's the Neil Walker. <laughs> and I, I know I, I've been telling you I want to write an article on it. I probably will tomorrow. I've got nothing going on. So Neil Walker, I defended him for a couple months, professional hitter, backup first base, backup second base. If you really want to start crunching the numbers, which we're not going to do on air right now because we just said nobody knows, but with all of the, what do you call it? Not stock. When when you build up something with an organization, goodwill. Goodwill, hunting. I mean, Ronald. How much goodwill does Ronald Torres have with this current roster? A lot. I mean, Andujar and Glaber are already like not an option. Like anarchy if those two are off the team. So sons of you anarchy. start sons of anarchy. One of your favorites. When you start really getting down to the nitty gritty. Neil Walker ain't making it through this year. I don't know if he's making it through next week. Wow. It's, and it, it's unfortunate because I, I, I bet you if Neil Walker gets picked up by another team, which he will, he'll go and play some serviceable first and second base. I mean, he really got limited action and some tough, tough breaks. 
with the team that was flourishing around him in a role that he's he's not really used to himself. So I don't know, man. I, I feel like I just put a lot out there for the Prondress girl and Neil Walker. Is it hard for you so because you feel a kinship to Neil because he was an altar boy as well? Okay. Say no. All right, let's go. <laughs> Nip, so what, nipping what, that one in the butt. What was the name I'm of the, altar boy. What was the name of your award? The oh yeah, he was on the twenty eighteen Yankees. Okay, this this next award for me goes to uh, this is the Murderer's Thoughts Will Be Warranted Award. How do you like that? Pins and needles? Edge of your seat? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. After everything we've talked about, yeah. Murderous Thoughts Will Be Warranted Award. And it goes to Miguel Andujar. If he gets sent down, he's allowed, he's not allowed to murder someone, but he's allowed to have that thought like, I want to fucking murder someone right now. Yeah. He has and, that point. And I think it's an option. You say it's not an option at all. Michael K said he thinks it's an option. I think it's still an option. I think it's absolutely crazy. I don't think it should happen. In the last 13 games, he's hitting 403 with 16 extra base hits. He no one really had a great offensive series this series, but he had five hits. He had the best. He clearly had the best. Clearly had the best series against the Twins. He had a down series, but Jake gave him motherfucker last year. The ball jumps off his bat. The defense, which is supposed to be the concern, has been. Yeah, so murder's thoughts will be warranted if Miguel Andujar gets sent down. I can see a situation where maybe they're like, all right, go to AAA and play first base for for two weeks straight, and then you're going to be right back up, and then they'll get rid of Neil Walker. Dude, I don't think they can even pull that. It would be like, hey, we're sorry. We have to do this for like three days. You can stay with the team, but we need to bring up the eighth bullpen guy for a couple days. Like, yeah. I think that's that's as much leash as they could possibly get. I read and I don't somewhere, even think you could officially say that because I think that's a player's union nightmare or something like that. I read somewhere that he still can accrue service time if he spends two weeks in the minor leagues because it's not about, like, it's just how much time you spend in the minors over the course of the year. It's not like it doesn't have to be man, straight through. I'm, I'm not even talking player's union stuff. I'm talking about Andujar's, Andujar's head and the team as a whole's head. Oh, because you're going to tell me we've just won nine games straight with this guy being a cornerstone of that, yeah. and now we're just going to send him down when he has the talent. He's he's buds with all the guys. Like but, no, but I also think Troy deserves a shot to come back. Like I don't think he should get Wally Pip because he had blindness. I, I I don't know. I don't think there's a fair way in which this shakes out. Someone's going to get fucked. In the end, my theory is like this is getting Greg Bird back and stuff. I think Tyler Austin gets fucked. I do too. But we'll we'll see because yeah. I think Drury could play a little first base. I don't know. This this is I think, speculation. I think Andy Hart would. Thing. I think Andy Hart would play first over Drury if it was between the two. They've been playing Andy Hart first in the minors, and he's been working out at first before games while he's been up in the majors. Yeah, could see it. But I wanted is to he put big enough. Isn't he like six flat? I don't know. Drury's not that big either, isn't he? I think Drury's like 6'2", six, 6'3". Six, no, no way. I wanted – maybe he drudges so tall he kind of dwarfs everyone. But I wanted to put this out there. Miguel Andujar has looked good at third base. He hasn't yeah, been he costly. Yeah, he really well, has. The first, the, the first two weeks of, of him up, it, there was some times – like I said, during the, Minnesota, the Miami games, he couldn't come in on the ball. But – these last seven games, he's been he's come in the ball a couple times. He's been looking good at third. So Curry loses at six two. Boom! A win for Jake, just like his rigged election in, in sophomore year of high school. Knows my 
continuing on the topic I want us to get away from. I I know I I sometimes bounce stand up routines, but I never actually do it because I because I don't want to go around doing stand up routines. But a good intro would be someone stepping up to the mic and just going, "Hey, I'm going to talk to you guys about religion and politics." And that's everyone's nightmare right now. Yeah. But no, the crazy part about that is. 10 years ago, it would have been like, oh, my God, this guy's going to talk to us about religion. This is awkward. Nobody wants to do this. Now, people would want to talk to about religion 10 times before they get to politics. I told my so. little I told my little brother who's 10 years younger than me that it was rude. Like when I was 15, 14, like 10 years ago, it was rude to say, who'd you vote? No, for? you're 29, right? <laughs> yeah, it was rude to ask who you who you voted for. And he was blown away. He was like, what? Everyone asked yeah. in college. He's like, that's like a normal question now. I'm like, yeah, yeah, it sucks. All right. My next award. No, your next award. I think, it, I think it's my next award, right? Yeah. It's the, <laughs> thank God I did good. Otherwise, this series could have went totally differently. <laughs> Do you know who that's going to? <laughs> Do you Anyone? like that award? Anyone? No. <laughs> well, oh, oh, Severino. No. Close. Tanaka. Jonathan Holder. Oh, yeah, because he came in when they were losing, had a good inning. Yeah, he had his... <laughs> I guess if this is the the inverse of what I expected you to have when Chase and Shreve came in to that two-run game, bases loaded. I mean, Jonathan Holder, we, we are... What's the score at that point? We were down one, I think. It was three to two. We're down to, yeah, and I mean, man, Holder comes in. Torres had a very nice play at third while he was in. But Holder, Holder holds. <laughs> um, Caleb's allowing the, allowing, really? Allowing Caleb's the Yankees. Ad, and he loves Walker. Like when Walker gets walked, Walker lives up to his name. Or when, Hol- or when Holder comes in, Holder trying to live up to his name. Kay has used both of those multiple yeah, times. That's brutal. Although, hey, didn't Disco Neal have a uh, another strikeout strikeout single? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's he's got two of those. So if you can start counting those as hits, Neal's getting going. Yeah, putting hustle Maybe, on, on display. Do you think? <laughs> do you think that was like bad little league strategy? Like the bad kids up at little league, you see the ball going a mile out, just swing and run to first, buddy. Oh yeah, uh, Neil. <laughs> Disco be doing that at the major league level. Disco Neil Walker was went up to the plate. Okay, now picture Neil Walker walking up to the plate. He's shaking his fists back and forth. He's getting ready. He's flexing his shoulders a little bit. He steps into the box, digs in, looks at the pitcher. Throw me a fastball, you little bitch. Throws the fastball, doesn't swing, takes it for strike one. Looks at the catcher. Oh, that was a nice pitch. Dare you to throw that again. Catcher's like, okay, you're Disco Neil Walker. I'll throw that again. They call the fastball again. Throws it again. He takes it. He's like, okay, I got an 0-2 now. And he's got him right where I want him. He looks at the pitchers like, I dare you to throw something in the dirt. I dare you to throw something in the dirt. Changeup comes in the dirt, swings over it, runs the first on first. That's his whole strategy. That was, that was in-depth stuff. I know we usually don't get that in-depth about baseball stuff, but – that's um, the strategy of a kid who's looking for a strikeout, drop third strikeout. Anyways, <laughs> dude, so I, I know it sounded like a pretty silly award because <laughs> everything we do is, but man, if he has a bad blow up Jonathan Holder inning, we all kind of shake our heads and go, ah, should he have been in there? I guess we were losing. They're saving arms, whatever. 
But that was Severino, our ace, and that was game one. And not only would that have stopped the winning streak, but we lose game one of that series and we almost you you put yourself in a tough position to win that series. So that uh that was a low low key low key big thing from this series. When Disco Neil Walker was dropping third strikes and getting the first, I had flashbacks of like high school when I was playing baseball and I was just absolutely atrocious. Sure. I went through a spell where like curveballs were I was like, that's unfair. And I remember like swinging and missing and his drop third and sprinting to first yeah. and beating it out and then actually feeling like I accomplished something. Right. And what like now looking back, like young 14 year old me was like, yeah, my hustle just got me here. And it was like, man, dude, that's that is the pit of pits when in baseball talent, when you're feeling accomplished because you hustled down to first on a drop third strike. Yeah. Drop third strike. I when I was catching for Sharky in Mickey Mantle League, I was the catcher and he had a nasty curveball and I dropped a, like two third strikes and the pitcher runner at the first and I felt like that's also the pit of this area. I felt so bad. I was a pretty good defensive catcher, but I just couldn't like catch his curveball and I w- walked out to him to be like, "Hey, sorry man, like blah blah, I got it, blah blah blah." And he just I got like two steps and he just turned around. He just put his hand up and said, "Don't come out here." Yeah. It's called fastballs the rest of the game. <laughs> like that, smart. All right, my next award goes to, this is the, ooh, scariest scary guy award. Sure. So the scariest scary guy, uh, uh, the scariest scary guy, Araldis Chap, pitched two innings out of relief, got the job done both times, two saves. Also, he hasn't blown a game this year. He's been yeah. pretty good. He's allowed two runs. At times, but he's made – how many games has he been in now? 11 games, and he hasn't blown it. He's let out Twice he's allowed one run. He's got five saves, but 11 appearances, and he's yet to blow it. So let's give him some credit. I wanted to give the whole bullpen credit. I'm glad you did Holder because that kind of helps. Chad Green, also Boone credit for the way he used the bullpen. Obviously, mm-hmm. the, the game helped, but the only guy we used twice was Chapman. And he's the only guy who has an assigned role as like, okay, we need a save now. Robertson got an inning. Holder got an inning. A.J. Cole got two innings. Shreve got an inning. Chad got an inning. Chapman got two innings. It's good, good bullpen usage. Good job by everyone. Chapman, scariest guy on the team. No doubt about it. And uh, good job, Chapman. And I, I mentioned it casually, and I will again. They, they showed the stat. He has the highest K per nine in MLB history. <laughs> In MLB history, yes, or since good. 1900 or something like that. It's it's like 15 on the nose, and you, <laughs> the way you just talked about it, it's like, yeah, okay, our our scary closer did good again. <laughs> this guy's like the best ever. He's thrown the fastest pitch in Major League history. He's good. It's also good. really scary. Scary. Do you think he has a friend on the team in the in the dugout, dude? It's all like. Yeah, we're friends, but not like hang out friends. I'm gonna ask. Like okay. he thinks he's part of the Latin guy crew, but like when they actually do something, they like don't tell him. I I we have some people that know some people that know some people that know some people. I've never used them like ask the question, like put a question like, hey, can you tell me this about this player? You know, I've never done it because I don't want to be that person. I'm gonna do it my first time. I'm gonna say, Hey, I have a question. Does Chapman have any friends? Boom. Question asked. I think Jake is frozen. Are you frozen, Jake? Okay. So, okay. Jake is frozen. 
this went long, and uh, I guess we'll just end it here. Thank you guys for listening. I don't know how good all the weird banter we got into this episode was, but you know what? That's what we do. We don't plan much. The games aren't giving us much dilemma or debate to talk about. Hopefully, we go into Houston and keep winning. If Oh, Jake looks like he's coming back. I was wrapping up, Jake, and then I realized I haven't even done who the next series. Astros. We're playing. It said you left me. Yeah, it was weird. We're playing the Astros. All right, so when I thought I lost you, I just started panicking, and I was like, bye, guys, bye. Uh, I don't right. know if this was a good episode. Our tangents were kind of weird, but you're back. And, I, and then I realized we have to do the the – upcoming series so this is a we're, right. we're doing longer episodes jake i don't know if our audience likes that or hates that maybe i'll do a poll and let them know but oh, we are back the nice people always like nobody wants to come in and say they hate it but the nice people are like oh we like it but i think i'm tight yeah three five to an hour 15 yeah we're cutting we're close to an hour 15 so let's do these pictures so we're seeing charlie morton first correct dude first big series Rematch of the ALCS. Yeah, it's exciting. It's like, a little. Is, I didn't realize this is going to be a thing in the media, but like it is. Yeah. Well, yeah, they're hyping it up big time. Even Yes Network yeah. was like a return. The pitching matchups, I will say, we don't see Cole, but we do see Verlander and Keiko. We're throwing Sonny and Gumby. We should so. a, a be happy we're we're not seeing Garrett Cole because <laughs> holy, he had another one today. Yeah. Like another zero run double strikeout start. So it's an okay thing we're dodging him for now. But first game, Morton versus Sonny Gray. What do you got, Chan? I mean, this is on Sonny Gray, right? Like, this is on Sonny Gray. Every start until he gets back into a rhythm is is Sonny Gray going to get back into a rhythm? And do you think Roman catches? He just didn't catch. Hmm. Four games in a row. Rome, uh, maybe, and they can kind of they could play the rest card and left field, and uh, minute made isn't too hard to play. It's not too spacious, so I think Giancarlo would be okay. I I wouldn't be surprised to see that. And also, when you have Keiklin, who's a lefty, is that what you just said? Uh, Gardner will sit. Most likely, that's what they've been doing. Do they have a day-night situation? So if Romine catches Sonny and then he also ca- catches two games because, you know, Sonny lands on two night games, and because usually getaway day would be the night game. Do you, get, you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. This will be interesting to see that situation unfold. Actually, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm turning on it because the, the Wednesday and Thursday is night, night game, day game. Keiko's the night game. So yeah, you're you're gonna want to bench Gary one of those days. So no, you probably have him catch Sonny and say, "Hey boys, we're on a nine game win streak. Figure this out because <laughs> I'm not platooning you with Austin Romine." That's my whole point. That's why like it's yeah. bad if we because so so last start it worked out because Romine uh, Sonny Gray's start landed on a day night one of the two games. This time around it doesn't. The day night is the Wednesday Thursday and Sonny's pitching on Monday. So if Romine catches Monday, today or tomorrow, whenever you're listening, tomorrow, today, most likely, then you might have Romine catching two games in the series against the Houston Astros, which you don't want. So we can't have personal catcher situation getting in the way of this. Uh, That'll be interesting. I think this game is on Sonny. 
mean, yeah. offense has to put up some runs, but it's. I mean, it's, Sonny's just got to give a quality start, win or lose. You, you have to give us something to feed on at this point. Otherwise, bad times. A lot of the guys have seen Sonny a decent amount. I have the last five year stats. Altuve, 367 on 30 at bats, which honestly is kind of his part. McCann has a homer. George Springer has a homer. Correa has. I think Correa's one for 14 against Sonny Gray, um, which that's, that is neat. Hey, boom, got him. Right, and then so what do we got? Is... And then it, it, we're going against Charlie Morton. Some of the guys have really good stats against him, Didi and, and Gardy do, but Charlie Morton is also a completely different pitcher than who he was in the major leagues for the past better half of a decade. Have you seen Giancarlo's stats versus Charlie Morton? Nine uh, for 18. Yeah, okay, we'll take that. But again, that's that's like a different Charlie Morton. Charlie Morton was like on the Pirates and not a good baseball player, and now he throws gas and he won them a World Series. So, and now Brett Gar and Brett Gardner's three for four. All right, let's move on. We got Verlander game two versus Gumby. Yes, <laughs> love it. That's that's a fun matchup. Hey, hopefully, G- I think Gumby faced Sale and he uh, came to last year, so hopefully Gumby. Puts it on, but Verlander, I have him on my fantasy team, so I know he's been pretty good. I think he had one off game this year. The rest is pretty amazing. Yeah. Um, let's see. Disco Neil Walker, three for nine, could be his last chance to really be on the team. Giancarlo's hit a home run off Verlander. Didi has a home run, and Brett Gardner has a home run. Aaron Hicks is 0 for 9. Nothing really that exciting. I mean, he, he. You've seen what Verlander can do to teams. He's crazy. Yeah. He's when he turn when he decides to turn it on. He's like still the best. <laughs> yep. Just. And uh, Carlos Correo hits Gumby pretty good. Four for six. No one else has two for. Th- no one else has numbers worth talking about. Only like five or so at bats. Then we got Keuchel, who, if you've been a Yankee fan for a while, Keuchel does dirty. That's that's my game to circle, Jim. Yeah, you like circling the game. Sevi Keuchel. That's that's uh that'll be the pivot game in the series. I say we split the first two. I don't want to give too much away, but that's that's going to be the pivot <laughs> point where I mean Sevi is our young now ace. Keuchel has kind of lost the ace role on their team, but he still sticks out in recent Yankee lore. So I I'm uh, I'm I'm excited to see that one. Want well, me to get you really excited? I'm really excited, Jim. Austin Romine versus Dallas Keuchel. Two for three, baby. Okay, well, so, sounds so, like that's Romine night. Well, that works out perfectly because he's a lefty, and it's it's the night of a night-day combo. So Romine catches, Gary goes to DH, Gardner goes to the bench, Giancarlo goes to left field. Works Dude, out. Romine's going to crush him. Yeah. So Inverted, okay. inverted stance against Keuchel? Boom roasted, Keuchel, you dumb bitch. Not even fair. And then the last game, we have Lance McCullers, who I irrationally just hate. Really? Yeah, and it's for a dumb reason that not a lot of people are going to understand. There was the MTV show The Challenge. Mm. Lance McCullers looks like one of the contestants who was named named Frank on the MTV The Challenge probably five or six years ago. And Frank was a real big jerk, and I didn't like Frank. Arrogant jerk. And McCullers has the same eyebrow face as him, so I don't like him. Okay. Are you okay with that? Yeah, I'm fine. It's irrational. I I know it's irrational, but I don't like him. I like he um 
he was a big time prospect and now he's a little bit of a side note, even though he's <laughs> like, like on that team, you don't think of Lance McCullers at all. And he's 24 years old. He's been in the majors for a while and he was like a big prospect and he was you know how there's always that prospect that kind of starts things for your team. And like you go through the crap, like Altuve, it was Eric Hosmer for um, the Royals there's like that guy, like he was supposed to be part of that guy. And they kind of just, now they're so good. They kind of like surpassed them. And his dad played professional baseball. So we like baseball families. Classic nepotism. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then we got Sevi and Tanaka. Should be some top, top notch baseball. I am excited. I like baseball a whole lot. What's your prediction for the series, Jim? Let's win three or four. We're rolling. Didn't Houston just get roughed oh, up a little this, bit? This is this is the more fun game to play. What do you think Booney's Booney's post game speech was? Like, hey boys, we we took care of work in Los Angeles this weekend. Now we're going to Houston, and the real work starts this week. Let's let's keep this streak going and walk out of there with thirteen. Like, do you think do you think he ends it with like a, the crazy? California, let's kill these guys, or do you think he's level headed one game at a time? I don't think Boring. he gives his, I don't think he gives a speech. I think at most after nine games nine game win streak sweet. I think I think he's like like woo good shit today, boys, good shit. All right, let's keep okay. it rolling. And that's all. Like like woo, let's go. Keep it rolling. And that's it. Okay. Let's get three out of four. Yeah, if we're being get... com- if we're being completely honest, a split would probably be okay with the road series at Houston, but we're as hot. Long as, as long as it's good baseball. A split's yeah. okay if it's good baseball. Let's take three or four, though. On the road. We're on the road. Remember mm-hmm. that. I hate playing at their park. I just don't have good memories playing, like, of the yeah. Yankees being there. No, it's weird, though. My memories... Well, A, I'm, I'm good at blocking out terrible memories. That's how I get through each day, but... Like when I think of that Yankee series at Houston, the first guy I think of is Todd Frazier. Oh yeah, he was the face he, of that. And he's gone, so done. Good memories. Glaber Torres, affordablejerseys.com, number twenty five. I'm buying a medium. Boom. You guys get rid of that water weight and you're good. Okay. Tell tell me, grandma. Get rid of the water weight. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening, guys. Uh, go Yankees. Go nine in a row on to Houston. Did we so get 200 reviews? We did. We are like 206. So thank you guys very much for giving nice. those reviews. Means I'm going to read those and be happy. We got a, uh, a four-star review from someone. So what? that pumpkin head was really mean. What? The four-star review hurt me more than the one. We have like one one-star review who is just a guy who, like, his review is, yeah, they're okay, but they're not great. Go listen to Bronx Pinstripes. And it's like, okay, yeah. you seem like we, <laughs> like, the, we like the we like the Bronx Pinstripes guys. We're friendly with them. So uh, the four-star review, real kick in the dick. Yeah, that's probably your fault, though. Oh, yeah, it's totally on me. That's on me. All right, well, thanks, guys. And uh, we will be back in four days. Kind of a bummer. I like the two and yeah. the three-game sets. Talk to you in four games. Go Yankees, go. Tell them, Grandma. Go Yankees.